Hello and welcome to the Four String Podcast, hosted by Adrian Tazaniga and the man, the myth, Jeff, the commish solo man. Uh, Jeff, I've had a little bit to drink. I you don't was say. texting with the channel about playing games or whatever these people are doing. And then it was recommended that we do a podcast. So um, I thought that would be a great idea. A couple topics that we want to hit today. Jeff lobbing team names or situations within the league at me in which I tipsily just lambast people or teams. Second, uh, the Madden update, which is hot as a fucking potato that has been in the oven for no less than 90 minutes. And uh, that's it. Those are the two topics. Uh, and we just fire away. Uh, also, relevantly, I'm moving to Australia in 10 days. So that, uh, I mean, talking about irrelevancy. So, Jeff, uh, how do you want to kick this off? I would love for you to start with some kind of rant because I microwaved a taco and it is sitting uh, cooling off and I would like to go grab it to eat here. Um, so why don't you talk about your last game and that should probably take up five to seven minutes, right? Well, I can, I'll can. i do a taco length rant. That sounds like what you're begging for and that's what I'm paid for. Um, so... My last two games um, are the most important things that have happened in the league in that um, I won on effectively missed field goals. The first game, a missed field goal, let me win by, I believe, one point, and that was because of a laggy uh, extra point miss. And then the second game, somebody hit the, the bar on the Lions, um, hit the bar, and that led to me getting the ball in overtime and doing just a grinding drive, and I won that game too. So through effectively miracles, um, my team is the Logan Roy's DePaul Bears. I went to DePaul University. So um, those games were insane. Re uh, like the Bucks have effectively a Jeff Solomon-style super team that uh, through some moves and through some draft picks, um, and I threw no less than a miracle. I have no recollection of the game, really, except him missing the final field goal, which I thought was horrible and I felt really terrible about. But then I realized that um, that as the Bears, my one of my home field advantages is that it fucks up the kick, the field goal thing goes really fast. So that can really shock teams if they're not ready for it. That made me feel way better about it. I still feel bad about the guy I met. He's one of the, you know, class of the league guys, hashtag class of the league. Uh, you know, follow us on Twitter, hashtag class of the league. And then Bears in my one next... is kind of the only good one in the, the whole freaking system. Well, I disagree a billion percent with that, but I do have different ideas on, on them. But it, it is interesting that the person who has been just like, like lived under like a shelling of uh shittiness for a season and a half i finally got a i caught like a significant break not just a break and then in my next game against the lions and the lions are really interesting because i played him i believe in his first game and it, i torched him I just absolutely lambasted him and i was like okay, this guy isn't good, but eh, it's nice to have somebody in. And then it's been cool to see him progress. And then in my game, I went in being like, uh, I think I can beat him, but let's see what happens. And then I ended up, um, it was just like, just a fucking white knuckle game the whole time. It was just an ex it was just a great game. Not enough people have watched it. I don't care if it gets 32 league views and uh, 
7.9 billion other views. Like not enough people have watched it. And um, it was just a really tense game, like a really good game. You watched it. You said it was sloppy. I disagree. I thought it was uh, tense and great. I also strategically, the way I played was very much like, this is what he's giving me. I'm going to take it. Um, and I, I like just adjustment fest. He never readjusted, I don't think. And then he missed that last field goal. And then in overtime, I got the ball. So those are two it. huge I wins. thought it was sloppy because so many times he was like right at your feet, ready to sack you. And then he would user tackle and miss. And I, I felt like if he had let the CPU just be the pass rush, he would have had like six sacks on you. Here's what you don't know about Fiasco Fields, Justin Fields. Is he in late or like... So Logan Roy became the coach of the Chicago Bears and then rebranded the team, made it his team. And um, he had Fields cut off both of the heels on his feet. So it makes him play much more on his toes. He's like always on his toes, you know? And the fact that he has no heels meant that like you can dive at him, but you better catch the front of the ankle because if you try to like clip his heel, there isn't one. And so that's been really helpful for him to escape uh, pocket pressure, which is awesome. And he also has like, um, he has escape artist, but it's cooler than that. So it's just like a variant of that, that he does. I don't want to tell anybody about. So yeah, I don't um, think he are you, is a superstar though. What? What? Isn't escape artist a superstar ability? Yeah. And he is a, there's normal star superstar, right? Is that how it goes? Yeah. And then X factor. Yeah. Right. He's a fumble factor. He's got, he's just got a, he's got a triangle with an F in it. That is uh, the color of feces. I like melt. It's got like an F with like melting shit. And that's the fiasco fields. Uh, well, you'll thing. be, but he's you'll got be excited to know that the new update gives quarterbacks uh, dev upgrade chances. So perhaps now he will get his superstar. And the real fiasco well, like, can begin. Do you what? What's uh, Tua? Is he a superstar? He's a super. He's a star. He was upgraded in the off season and then regressed at the same time, which infuriated me. Yeah, that that really upsets people who get that. I don't give a fuck. Well, he led the league in passing and touchdowns, so I kind of thought he deserved it. Didn't he lead the league in interceptions? No, because Fiasco no, Fields. Field. <laughs> yeah. 62 or 63. Have you looked at the stats? I sent him out to the league, but it's pretty remarkable how he's coming to his own, right? Like, it's not just... here. Here's the thing. You have a mouthful of tacos, so I'll say this. It's not just that he's now thrown more pa touchdown passes than he did last season, or he's thrown, I think, a third of the interceptions. It's... Uh, no, that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Because it, there was no sign, but me starting 0-5 told the league, oh, yeah, the Bears aren't getting better. <laughs> They're done for. So it's been kind of fun um, to, but I, I don't know if you remember this, but I think when I was 0-5, I texted the league and said that uh, Fields was going to win the MVP, mm -hmm. which was obviously seemed fucking asinine to everybody, but I meant it, and Logan Roy meant it. More importantly, he has a lot more sway with this team than I do. and. Uh, and ever since, seven and two, uh, seven hundred twenty-nine touchdown passes, three interceptions. Like and you're all fighting the stats, for not just a wild card spot, but potentially the division. I think I'm fighting only for the division, and I'm okay. Let's get into it. Let's get into league stuff. Yeah, pasta padre. I'm looking at you. You fucked me. 
with your fucking dumbass early pick six. What the fuck? The first two plays of that game were wild because the Packers played the Warrens or the Turd Manders. And, um, and the I've never seen coverage like that on two straight plays, but the Packers were like... I mean, they were literally... The Warrens receivers were wearing the Packers like a cheap suit. So there was no chance. But he forced the pass on the second one, and it went for a pick six, and I was like, uh-oh. And then uh, another bad series, and then the Packers scored. It was 14 nothing. I held out a little hope, but I knew it would happen, and it did happen, and he lost by five. It was just kind of a bummer. Did you watch that game, Jeff? I turned it on. It was 14 nothing. So I didn't see any of the uh, pick six or first two possessions. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm just surprised that Pasta was not tied or in the lead. Um, right. Credit to Chris, but I played him a few weeks ago and didn't feel that uh, Pasta would be threatened, let's say. Uh, but that's also why I love the league, is you never know whose matchup is someone else's matchup hell. Um, and it was a fun, fun outcome. I know you're upset, but for any team that's, you know, 13 and 2, 11 and 1, whatever it is, it's fun to see them have to battle regardless right. of how it affects others. Well, what sucks is because, so basically Chris has three games left. I, the Packers have three games left. I have three games left. I'm going to win out. Chris thinks he's going to do fine or whatever, but he needs two wins or just to beat me. And if he wins two games and loses to me, then I've, I'm out of the playoffs, which is garbage and trash. And it's all because I fucking dickheaded it against Rich Grisham in week five. And I said from that point on that I killed my season. And everybody's like, well, you're going to come back and fly. And I'm like, I'm 0-5 in the fucking NFC, you dickheads. I mean, you like, I can't believe. You just needed one yeah. more win against someone like the Miami Dolphins, let's say. Yeah, that would have been cool. But I counted on the Warrens not fucking shitting the bed. And they fucked me. You fucked me. Anyway, so... Yeah, but the but here's the thing: the Packers uh, can't beat the Arizona Cardinals when it matters. He's proven that time and again. He did finally beat them, which I think actually was to his detriment. And I think uh, if I beat him, which I intend to, um, Chris has a real Chris's skill. The Packers, his skill is to really mix it up, and I'm realizing why in a way but defensively i finally i was like oh i now understand how to beat every single defense in this game and now i'm gonna skull fuck him a nine million ways a sunday and garbage field his shitty quarterback can fucking kneel down and have bricks fall at him for all i fucking care because that's what's gonna happen i'm i can't wait to pick off the ball five times i can't wait to throw uh like four touchdowns and no interceptions for 336 yards and have 180 yards rushing. It's like my game plan is fucking airtight. I'm excited. It's going to be fun and everybody's going to be into it because who doesn't love the shitty team going from 0 and 5 to now 7 and 7 and now to 10 and 7. And yeah, I'm excited. I played Chris a couple of weeks ago and, um, had like no offense of my own. So his defense is quite present. Um, especially that game, everyone had like super morale boosts and Kenny Clark was a 99, Jared Alexander was a 99, Devontae Adams was a 99. It was like the 99 club. Um, so it's fun 
to... I don't know where I was going with that. Basically, I was going to bitch about morale system, and I wish we could turn it off. But uh, there's too many 99s. There's too many good players, and I, I, I want more bad teams playing bad teams for fun games. Throw out, uh, throw me, we're going to do a quick game called You Say Three Teams, and I have a real hot reaction for no reason. Go. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals uh, are, like, on the cusp of Bearsdom. Like, they're almost there. And that guy keeps sort of hitting, he's hitting a glass ceiling. So good for him because he's going to break through it. But I think right now he's on the cusp. He's in a tough division, which everybody, it's like a battering ram. It's just getting hit in the face. You know, like in uh, American Ninja or whatever the fuck show I'm talking about, where people get blindsided by the things, he sees them coming and it still happens. So he's in trouble, but I think next season's going to be real interesting. Next. The Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles Rams. Here's what's fun. Can you run it 27 times for a win? Yes. David Montgomery just ran it 24. The Rams are a really interesting team because you know what's going to come. It's going to happen. And then uh, can you get Mac Jones to throw a three-mile-an-hour uh, three wiffle ball <laughs> to, in which anybody in the world could intercept it? Um, because that dude's arm strength will be the downfall. Um, but right now, I, I, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch a dude. I was watching a game earlier today. Who was it? Uh, it was, was it the Falcons? No, I feel like I watched a game where I was watching a, a running back behave where he was like waiting for blocks and shit, and then he'd accelerate. I'm like, wow, man, mad, at, uh, mad respect there. But when it comes to the Rams, he doesn't even have to. He just sort of he just rumbles, rumbles. He's got that X factor going with uh, whoever that dude's name is. It doesn't matter. And that's him. I didn't even hear you. And He's leading uh, the league in rushing, by the way. How many yards does he remember. have? Uh, how many yards does Henderson have? Yeah. That will take me a second, but I'll get back. To Too you. many. Um, yeah, get look that up. But 1, I think the Rams five hundred thirty-two. That's amazing in this game. I bet you it's, can't guess the, who number two is on the list. No, I cannot. But is it Christian uh, McCaffrey? No, and I bet you've never heard of this person either. It's Brian Hill of the Cincinnati Bengals. Holy shit, that's awesome. I and didn't know they'd have like a, a real person. That's not a rookie. That's a real oh, person. Oh, really? That's yeah. wild. I thought it was just like a linebacker. He, took, he, put he traded Joe Mixon. He took this nobody, Brian Hill, who apparently he like went to high school with or something. Uh, there's some connection there to the real guy and the owner. Uh, he's five years in the league. I've never heard of him in real life at all. And he took him from like, I want to say 69 overall to now he's a superstar in 76. Nice. Um, I think, so here's my final thing on the Rams. He's going to make the playoffs. He's going to win one game and then it's going to be a crapshoot. He feels like a player who's really good, but he, he makes the field and he makes the game small. And I think ultimately for Chal to become a real threat, he's going to have to have, I honestly, what he needs is Matthew Stafford and what he needs is like like an Odell Beckham Jr. type just to have that threat. But otherwise he plays such a like close bunch thing that I think effectively it undoes him. Next. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks. 144 to nothing. Seems super shady. Brian seems like he just wants to, like he just tries to 
like kick the bear or whatever. He pokes the bear. And I'm just like, what are you doing? 44 nothing against the CPU? Like, trust me, I would love to win 44 nothing against the CPU. But it just, just like reeks of shade. And I don't know what he's doing. Like, why just beat him 35 nothing and just run the ball up the middle. Uh, just weird. But the Seahawks are irrelevant this season. I'm really interested to see what they can do next season. But with the, the Cardinals, with the Rams, and the attitude, I think he's kind of destined to, to be a six, seven win team. But, you know, I think Brian, it, Brian's a head case in that he had, he got to the owl, which is a miracle. Two fucking teams, four, uh, I'm sorry, eight teams max make it. Multiple, and I think multiple he, NFC championship games as well. Yeah. Multiple NFC championship games and beat the bears, which is super impressive. Um, 21, 14 this season, a loss that haunts me as well. But he uh, he's in his head. He's fucking doomed in Madden 22. A, because the game is garbage. And B, because he just hasn't adjusted and said, okay, this game's garbage. I'm in a garbage pilot. It's an interesting one. Uh, next topic, fumbles. There are too few of them. Let's discuss this. Here's my thought. Um, nobody is going to want fumbles to be turned up, right? Nobody wants to fucking touch a slider. This game has been such a traumatic situation. Uh, I have finally sided with people saying, yeah, let's just keep it as it is. And then today is actually watching the Warrens Packers game. I realized that the game is in some way boring and stale because we know effectively, if you just wait it out and stand in the pocket, you're going to find a guy who's open by 30 yards. And I actually think it's weird that we have a game in which you can run all you want and it does like you're, there's no risk to running the ball. And I say this as a, in part because my running back, David Montgomery, who's an 89 overall with 89 speed and 99 carry, there's no benefit. Like I, I don't think I'm going to re-sign him. I'm not even going to try. I might now I'm like, this is risky, <laughs> but I'm like, why would I, what's the value? 99 carry is the same as 73 carry. It was interesting right. in the chat because divine got a lot of your heat or was perceived to heat. have a lot it of was heat. Just an example. Everyone is so focused on me naming names. And that's, that's not what it's about. It's so funny. It's not what it's about. The truth is like you, you did the right thing. You picked a guy who had no fumbles, who had a very low carry as an example of how that's not like this dude should have five or six fumbles or three to five fumbles. And he doesn't, and uh, and look, if I'm the Bucks, sure, I'm going to be like, hey, quit picking on my guy, whatever. But the truth is, it's the fumbles are bad. And it is why isn't it interesting how fucking shitty this game is? And do you think it's because we're, we're playing competitive? No, um, I think it's morale. I, I think it goes back to the morale system because I looked at Divine in game and he's got like a plus six carry from morale. So he's actually playing most of the game at like 80, 89 or 90 carry uh, most games. And I think that's true of like every good player in the league. I think everyone is so skewed. You go on daddy leagues and whatever they have is just not accurate to what's in the game when you play. Most of my, you know, depth players by the trade deadline, I think I like sign people who are like 76, 77. And then at the trade deadline, they're all looking at like 85, 86 overall. And I'm like, Oh, huge trade value suddenly, and I shipped a bunch of them off for pretty good return, I think. And I think that's bullshit. I hate it. Like, I have to live in the system we have, so I utilize it, but I think it's dumb that there's such a wild, wild difference in what someone's 
uh, skills can be throughout a season based on basically winning streaks or weird scenarios where you win like one game correctly. I stole the morale from the Packers after my win, uh, it said, in the, the scenario that I had clicked on, um, which meant like all the pluses that gave Kenny Clark, you know, 99 everything suddenly went to my team. I'm like, that's insane. Like, yeah. I don't care that it benefits me. That's insane. No one should be doing that. None of these teams should be having plus five overall across the board on a roster. It's exasperating to even talk about. I'm so at a loss of words for how poorly, poorly thought through Madden is as a game. Like, there's yeah. so many ideas. And we touch on this constantly where it's like they have an idea, they implement an idea. It doesn't seem like they tested an idea before they launched it out the window. And then we come to these things where it's like, oh, the M factors where you can't see the play art anymore. And it's just one team punishing another over and over again um, because it doesn't shift very quickly, even if you do better than you're supposed to. And they make it harder for you to do better. And it's... I don't want to harp on M factor right now. That's not my point. But my point is like it's there's so much in this system that is just about making it harder for the people at the bottom to rise, and so much easier for the people at the top to just not just win but to crush you. Um, I got my second loss of the season just this past week, and I felt very victimized by a single player, uh, and looked at the ability list afterwards and I was like, oh, his ability is fuck up your entire offensive line at will. And I'm like, I want that, number one. And number two, uh, <laughs> why does that exist? Why is it so easy? Uh, I was double teaming the guy. It didn't do anything. I was putting the running back into block formations. It didn't matter. It's just terror. Just the word is terror. But I'm sure he had like pluses to morale also affecting his stats, which the abilities wouldn't even matter for. My point being is... They should just have options, and they took all these options, I'm not going to say out, but like clearly there's an on-off switch in the programming, because that's how programming works. It's binary. Um, I shouldn't make statements like that. I do not know how to program. My knowledge of coding is such that I, I think I understand that you know there's an on command and an off command when you're programming something, but uh, I shouldn't make de declarative statements like that. My point is... If you want to have M factors in a game, fine. But a commissioner should have the ability to say on-off. Do you want to have uh, you know, a morale system in the game? Fine. A commissioner should have on-off. Like, Give us that say to how we want to play this game because you're putting these things in for marketing, but you're not putting them in with testing, and it's fucking up the experience for, for people who give a shit. Yeah, I think what you're talking about with this morale thing where I think I've I've lost like rivalry games and then it like that swing game where they steal your momentum or whatever and it's like okay, so I'm going down minus 10 across the board on all my stats. He's going up plus 10. That's absurd. I I think if you had a morale thing that basically had a 3 a 3 point swing in your overall like that seems fine to me. Like my guys are tired or they're depressed or whatever, you know, have it scalable that way. But don't don't get me to the point where Justin Fields is like a 73 overall, which is where I've been. He's an 81 right now. And I can't get him above that. 
like I just fucking try and try and try. And but also I'm not trying, which is I should say now I'm just like, okay, do whatever you're going to do, Justin Fields. And then he does it and goes seven to seven and two in his last nine games. No big deal. Um, But it is uh, what you're getting at is really interesting that it it's very gamey in a way that is so sensational that I'm just like, yeah, that's weird. Like, that's a lot. Like, plus five is a lot for catching or catching traffic or, you know, route run promoting. This is like, what is happening? So, yeah. Did we ask, is Julian in the mix now? Yeah, he uh, said he wanted to join. Oh, we got a lot of chat, too. I didn't notice that going on on the side. Um, the Bengals coming at me? Hold on. Let me, let me read it one second. I'm going to restart the call. You you also have to hang up from the call. All right. Yeah. Uh, I pressed the stick down to throw the ball away in my game last night, and I threw to a receiver instead. Never had that happen before. Most of the game I played pretty crisp. Just couldn't get my defense off the field on third down. That was killer. And that is from uh, Pasta... Pasta Padre talking about his game with the Packers last night. Yeah, the the Packers on third down brutalized the Warrens, and there's this one pass. Uh, so it was first and 10, it was second and 20, third and 20, and then Chris made this pass that was like a curl route 20 yards deep or some shit that he actually was like, I'm not telling you about this play. And I was texting with him. I was like, you mean this fucking bullshit play? <laughs> yeah, He's like, we can oh, all yeah. See. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I was like, first of all, the, the, the DB was draped on the receiver, so that sucks. It's also a 20-yard pat. Like, come on, Madden. Like, sorry. And then um, I was like, yeah, fucking run that play against me because either I'll knock it out 70% of the time, I'll pick it 20% of the time, or you're, you're, you'll catch it 10% of the time. It was absolutely absurd, and it made me – that's actually part of when I was like, I think we should have fumbles <laughs> turned up. Because I was like, this game is doing things that are just a little bit much. Okay, what's the next question or comment? Uh, Pasta Padre talking backwards to when we were talking about the risk of running. He said it should be holding penalties, um, which are right. On. I felt like yeah, it used to be holding penalties, didn't it? Like well, I feel I think, like holding you know, we've penalties. Fit, we've switched from sim to comp, and I think there are certain things that have changed that we just don't have like a record of one of those things. I right. think there are fewer holding penalties. The other is I think quarterbacks fumble less now when they run. Um, ah, I should be doing that more. Yeah. I, I see a lot of QBs taking hits now on the run uh, past the line of scrimmage and they hold onto that ball. Uh, like it's nothing like it is yeah. nothing. Cause it used to be like a swift wind would knock it out of their hands. And now they can take hit sticks and be fine. Oh, that's interesting. Fields, I just, I've literally, I'm so afraid to run with him. I barely do. And maybe I would say less than five times, five or less that I've run this year where I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this. Um, he used to be trying out for the Bulls. Like he was dribbling the ball. He had 23 fumbles last year. I mean, that's an exceptional amount of times to fumble the ball. And, and I, as I understand it, that's only fumbles lost in Madden or is it all fumbles? So I guess in daddy leagues, it only records fumbles lost as a fumble. Jesus. Fuck my life. 23 fumbles lost. He fumbled at least 35 times then. Well, I'd say at least 30. Okay, what's next? What do you mean what's next? You 
I asked if you wanted to come up with a topics list, and he's like, "No, let's okay, go." Not, no, I thought I thought there was more chat. Okay, here's the next topic, which is: is does the new update do anything at all that's in any way relevant to us besides the quarterbacks being able to finally be upgraded? And wow. by the way, what the living fuck, Madden? The quarterbacks couldn't be upgraded. Like, what the fuck are we doing? What is Madden 22? What a fucking shitstorm is the fucking... Okay, if the rest of the leagues have to deal with this shit, if Madden 23 is anything like this fucking burnt turd of a pasta shit, like, what the fuck is going on? This game has been turmoil and strife for the better part of, what, fucking five months, three months? Who cares? It's fucking terrible. It's been nothing but decimating psychologically. It's been terrible in almost every way. And they don't have it to where you can upgrade quarterbacks to be fucking normal to star, star to superstar, superstar to X-Factor. That's really some basic bitch shit. And it's fucking unfucking believable that we're still playing and rewarding these fucks by doing this. All I'm saying is bring back Madden 2K5 or what the fuck people always say. I'm kidding about that, obviously. <laughs> but God fucking damn it. Just what the fuck, man? This game, like, hey, super great that all you have to do to be good at the game, which I figured out, is count to two more seconds before you panic throw. And then there's one guy open by 10 yards or you can throw the ball super deep and a guy's going to toe tap in with a 40-yard gain. Cool as shit. Fucking fun. No fumbles, dickheadery all around. Like, what the fuck, man? This game is just so shitty. Why are we allowed? Why? Why? Okay, that was fun. I think it's interesting, and I'm I'm sure I'm not unique in this observation, but I wouldn't even I don't I would not call fifth year options or QBs having dev upgrade <laughs> chances updates i call those bug fixes because those are both things that were in last year's game that should have been in this year's game and everyone's just like wait where is this thing it's missing and and they're like oh it's in our next update our franchise updates like what do you mean it's not an update that's a bug fix just like unbelievable the fixing the fifth year fucking option how about you fucking shove your shove an entire like macaroni dish up my butt, because that's the same thing. Like, I don't, it's identical, in fact. I claim, look at the dictionary. No, but it's like, what the fuck is that? That's so dumb. And you're right. Like, it is bug fixes. But you know what it was? They promised a a big update, and now they've given us one. Macaroni in the butt. You got five new scenarios. What are they? Do we Uh, know what they are? There's a list. Do you want me to read them? Yeah, fucking let's get into them and let's thumb up them or thumb down them. Okay, I'm going to need uh, a minute to pull that up if you can. Oh, great. By time. Jeff, never ready. I give him all the time in the world to prep for this podcast. All the time in the world. Am I supposed to fill time here yeah. talking about how great Madden 22 is? Jesus. Okay, God, I'm ready. This, you know what my favorite part about Madden 22 is? Playing online and then uh, not being able to call a play and knowing that eventually we're going to get disconnected if it keeps not letting me call a play. Like, that's on you, you dumb game. Okay, situation one, yeah. go. Go add that to my list of commissioner options. Take away freaking one-time pause per team per yeah. half. Like, that's such, yeah. a, that's such a user versus user issue. If that's happening in our league, we're kicking that person out of the league. Like, it's not an issue. Okay. Also... Uh, give me a chance to call a challenge without pausing and using my pause. Like, have a button that says, that one's close. Have a little thing on the screen pop up 
you know, make it fucking both triggers at once or whatever. I'm not saying you should make it A or B, but like, give me what the fuck, man. This game is so dumb. These guys, look, I would love if you hired me to write more for you because <laughs> it always comes back. I to that. love, <laughs> yeah, I love putting my thumbprint and some talented writing on a game, but this is this is a struggle. Okay, um, scenario number one. Trench Boost. The new Trench Boost scenario gives you the chance to help improve your entire offensive line by building off either a strong rushing or passing performance. The tier-based rewards will be will compensate you based on your success in the following game and give you the opportunity to immediately beef up your offensive front to either clear lanes for your running backs or keep your franchise quarterback's jersey clean. So it's saying thumb up is, or thumb down. you have a big game. The next game, it'll say do this, and for every touchdown you score, rushing or passing, you'll increase your offensive lines, run blocking or pass blocking. Thumb up or thumb down? Uh, I'm going to give it a thumbs up because it's so hard to upgrade anything on the offensive line, but it sounds like more morale bullshit, which I don't like, so... Thumb down from old Snoop Zuni Zoon here. I think anytime <laughs> it's like your whole offensive line, like here's what I want is like maybe you know open the game for you know your first two drives or something you know like don't make it endless that like my offensive line is just gonna fucking roll you it's just not right or like after you have if you get 30 rushing yards in the you know or have a, a average of four yards of carry through your first five things it'll trigger you know like give me an incentive to do it i don't know it's dumb i hate it all right, next. QB duel. The quarterback duel scenario starts during the regular season when two of the league's best signal callers face off. As a coach, you'll be faced with the choice of calling on your own elite quarterback to have a huge game that leads you to victory or challenging your defense to step up to the plate and shut down one of the league's best signal callers. I say thumbs down because it sounds like one of those things where you give the other team plus 10 of uh, a dozen different traits and make it harder for yourself for no reason. Once again, thumbs down. It's too binary. Like, my quarterback has to have a great game. What if, like, the dude is playing cover four all the time, and I'm just like, okay, I need to throw it short, or I need to run the ball. Like, against the Lions, I had to adjust. I had to be like, okay, he's not giving me anything deep. I have to play this way. Like, I think I had 200 yards passing, and that was a successful thing. But, like, I almost want there to be a nullifier. Like, if some, I don't know, man. It's just dumb. It's dumb. Thumbs it's down. especially dumb because just because the other team has a good quarterback doesn't mean you shouldn't be running the ball down their throat. Yeah, almost more so because then you want to control the clock. You want to not let their star quarterback have it. Okay, next. Immovable object. A mid to late season scenario where you match up, where your matchup includes facing one of the league's staunchest defenses, also known as the ominous immovable object. Do you attack them and try to run right through the wall? Do you take to the skies and try to throw it over the wall? Or do you enter the arena with the attitude to win by any means necessary? Uh, this is my biggest thumbs down because it means there are no words with meaning here. I, I don't understand a single thing they're asking at all. Enter the arena. That's all I want to do. I want to enter the arena because I've got to make adjustments. What the fuck does any of that mean? And what do I get out of it besides macaroni in the butt again? What is this? This phrase thumbs up. Okay, uh, I under don't know. siege. After dealing oh, with a barrage of sacks in the middle of the season, you'll be forced as a coach to place blame on either your offensive line for not holding up or your quarterback for not getting the ball out quick enough. If 
Following that decision, right. you'll be tasked with how to approach the following game, which can include staying the course, shifting to run, or extra preparation heading into the game. Depending on your choice and success in your next game, your offense and offensive line can receive the boost they need to bounce back and right the ship. I give it a uh, thumb sideways. I just had a game where I got my macaroni uh, up the butt with sacks, <laughs> and I don't think I can blame my offensive line or my quarterback, frankly. It, you know, it's because this dumb game has magic superpowers where people can just bowl through the second the ball is snapped. Uh, and fuck you for, for trying to put me in that position as a coach. Because we're both in low light, I'm going to ask you this question. There was a moment in our league when people were like, X-Factors, maybe that'll fix it. Do you think now that we've played with X-Factors for a period of time, do you think it's hurt us, helped us, or has been fine? I don't know. that you. I think it's mind. been fine, right? I think it's been fine. I think the argument was that it makes special players feel more special. I don't really like that because all I really feel is that, you know, I don't think DeForest Buckner is special. I think he's special in that he has the most powerful rushing ability the game has seen fit to uh bestow um but i don't think he's special in the way that people wanted to bring back the abilities for um i think when you think of that i think of like oh someone's so much faster than someone else like tyreek hill but in this year's game there's such an issue with wide receivers being blocked by defensive backs that they like just can't run around them uh 40 yards down the field they never get a step ahead so there are, are certainly things where the game and the base stats are not enough. Um, but then I, I still think that the superstar abilities are a step too far in that vein. Um, like, I have really good pass rushers. I have good defensive tackles and good defensive ends. I don't have a significant pass rush because none of them have superstar abilities. Uh, most of right. my sacks come from quarterbacks trying to escape the pocket and someone getting them while they're running it's really not a pass rush situation unless i'm blitzing my linebackers um, and just having more people running than they have blockers so i think that the game sucks basically and uh superstar abilities do not make it better but uh it's not an argument i feel like having anymore for the length of 22 I'm fine with it. I think it. I think it's been so minimal in its positives, but it, I don't think it's been a negative. All right, number fifth scenario. Well, this is just QB breakouts. We've updated the QB breakouts with cinematics, similar to other breakouts in the weeks following a good performance with your quarterback. You'll get goals, offer a dev trade, blah, 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 blah. Do you think uh, Darnell Mooney is the comeback player of the year? Darnell Mooney? Oh, man. No, it's got to be Justin Fields. Over Mooney, Mooney taught Fields everything he knows, and he has both of his heels. <laughs> um, gosh, I don't know. I think Justin Fields went from a bottom quarterback to top right. ten. I don't know how you can overlook that. I guess why I'm saying it is because I was trying to trade Mooney and nobody wanted him, and then I by trading him, I was like, oh shit, he he's like green in every category. I'm using him wrong, and now he's turned into a superstar wide receiver who's fucking amazing and has 14 touchdowns. And I'm like, oh, right. I need to do this better next, uh, next cycle. That's an interesting thing for me because there's a mental game for me that I just kind of like throw away the first season and I have to quit doing that. Um, but also, I think it's going to be that sweet Australia air that's going to help me um, mm -hmm. in season three. Do you think... Uh, who, who do you think is going to make the playoffs? You think the Packers are going to beat me, right? I do. Sorry. 
right. I, I, I put a NFC I put an NFC prediction image up in our Discord yesterday yeah, yeah, and I saw it. it declared you looking in from the outside. Yeah, you also said that the Packers were going to lose to the Warrens, and they didn't. And I'm like, yeah, this is that that sucked for everybody. Um, but yeah, I think I think Chris has the ability to play like a boring turd and win games at a level that's very high, like that skill. And I think he's a real piece of shit. I think Garbage Field can fucking suck it. He can put all the macaroni in his butt that he wants. But I I also I played Chris so many times, and I've uh. I don't know. It was that, like, it's really interesting. I'll say this, that my progress this season has built up to me actually beating him. And it's been really interesting uh, that I feel like win or lose, whatever. Like I'm going to try to win. I think I'll win. Um, but I do also, I am now winning tight games. If Chris misses a field goal for me to win it, fucking chef's kiss all over the place <laughs> but the it's, it's what's that i'm reading the chat it's making me laugh oh yeah i don't know what, i don't know how to find the chat during this thing but yeah it's like i i'm now prepared to win these games where i haven't been prepared in the past um i also think that chris is a fraud i think he's not australian i'm i'm going on record right now and saying it he's uh He's a woman who lives in Montana, and that, I'm standing by it, quite frankly. And his quarterback is literally made, he's a piece of shit. He's a single piece of shit that has grown human arms. And, like, he's just, it's just boring. He's a bore. And him winning is boring, and everybody hates him and wants him to lose. And that's exciting for me, and Fiasco Fields loves it. And, uh... You know, fuck the Cowboys because they're going to lose to him. And then praise the Cardinals that are going to save my season. Fuck Julian because he's going to beat me on a last second touchdown and I'm going to miss the playoffs. Well, and then Chris is going to have macaroni flying out of his ass. Is that's <laughs> I'll tell you what's going to happen. And I just did. Um, uh, so I I'm, think, I'm excited for all of that. I don't think your your season one sacrifice is necessarily unique to yourself, though. I think whenever a new game comes out, there are subtle changes that takes us time to learn. Um, subtle. And- Madden 22, hashtag subtle. Yeah. What if, how about if you were to th- describe them in terms of a subtle or getting run over by a truck or Putin invading? Like, that's like, sorry, I'm a big Ukraine fan now, like most of us are. And it's like, Madden 22 is such a baseball bat to the face compared to Madden 21. And Madden 21 started to suck because we figured out what was going on there. But like Madden 22, man, basically there are three ways to win and enjoy how shitty it is. And I honestly think I see people play and I'm I'm like, oh, if you threw the ball 10 less times and ran the ball 15 more times, you would have won. And that's across the board. And I'm, it's, it's just like clockwork. Fuck this game. Fuck AC. Fuck the Packers. Fuck Garbage Field. Pepperoni. I like that I figured out to call him Garbage Field. Yeah, fuck Pepperoni. I don't know if that's what you pepperoni. just said. But fuck. <laughs> macaroni. We've been talking about macaroni. This macaroni. Macaroni out the butt. Macaroni in the butt out the butt. Um, that's a cool thing that you can get a bunch of macaroni in your butt, but it's when you get the relief of winning that the macaroni flies out of your butt. Um, all right. We're almost done here. Have you seen the Batman? I saw the Batman. Apparently, my opinion is very controversial. I thought it was just okay. 
Uh, it got a 72 on Metacritic, which I would say is kind of like positive, just okay. And I think I would probably gave it a 68. I've listened to a lot of interviews or, or conversations about it. And I think that might have got me up to a 69, 70 overall. Yeah, um, I think that's I where around where I'm at. Um, I got really lambasted yesterday uh, by someone who did not find my opinion of it satisfactory. Um, also, I very strongly feel that it was an intentional choice by the filmmakers to portray Bruce Wayne as on the spectrum. Uh, I've been told that is an insensitive observation, but I think it is exactly what the movie is portraying. I don't think he's just emo. I think he is on the spectrum and that was what they chose for the character. Yeah. I mean, when he goes to, when we see him out in the world, I think it's really only once we see him out in the world truly. And that's when he goes to the funeral right. and, and he, he doesn't talk to anybody. He doesn't look anyone in the eye. He's really just there out of obligation. It, it reminds me a lot of, uh, people I have met, uh, in yeah. neurodivergent, uh, in those ways. I'd... I think I mean that's fine. I don't I don't think you're being insensitive necessarily. I think he's um I'm interested in it. I was very excited to see it. My fiance who loves like Marvel films, you know, superhero films, mm. couldn't give a fuck and I was like, "Really? Like you love the Christopher Nolan stuff?" Like, you know, but I think it's interesting that Batman is not a a kind of comic book slash superhero of our times. Like we're all exhausted by the moody sad shit um but i i don't know i think uh i think it was interesting i really liked it i hated that i saw any trailers the trailers gave away way too much it fucking pissed me off and um and ultimately the my ultimate problem with the film and why it could never score higher than say a, even a 72 if i'm being generous was that um the the riddler versus batman scene that was important, I didn't have an emotional, visceral moment. And when you think about the Heath Ledger Joker scene versus Batman, where he like, you know, slams the thing down on the pencil. He's so frustrated. Yeah. Wait, and it's just a like scene, the pencil one. Batman's not in that scene. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, when he's frustrated and he's beating up like a weakling and how weird that feels. Like it's a really fascinating um dynamic and so when you have the two people head to head the villain and the hero that should feel you want that heat conversation moment you want that joker versus batman you want like a big thing to come of it and i was just like oh this is a bummer for me i'm I'm watching it very technically usually when i'm watching films these days and i was just like ah oh, that's i was hoping to be lost in this scene and instead uh didn't love it so i thought Shave 20 minutes off. It's a significantly better movie. Shave 40 minutes yeah, off. You might long. have the best Batman ever. Yeah. Top, top three Batman. Um, so, I, yeah, I wasn't, it's interesting. I wasn't super into him being bulletproof as, like, a, just a choice. I mean, I understand from, like, a realism perspective, like, you wouldn't want your, your Batman armor to be uh, Swiss cheese, but it made him less interesting in the fight scenes when he was just like, go ahead and shoot me. I'm the Terminator. Like, I don't care. My whole thing about that is like your your mouth is uncovered, dude. Like, <laughs> come on. Did like, if he had a full that. mask on, I would I would be more into that as like can, strategy. If, he, if they change the costume that significantly to where he's not wearing a cowl and instead he's wearing a mask, uh, the nerds would have rioted. Right. No, I, I'm not saying that it's a good idea. I'm saying you gotta have it the way it is. But also, like, 
fucking bullets are being shot at you one hits you in that area you're kind of fucked because then your your mask your helmet or whatever it is is just going to spin around in your brain so you're (laughs) you're toast and instead he's just standing there um i did like the beginning where they were sort of intimating like that batman had had this psychic effect i like that it was two years in corner yeah i really like that i thought that was cool there's a lot i really really liked about it and i'm i'm excited I'm excited that this dude got to make it. I'm. I think he loves it. I think he's going to do some interesting stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I'm sort of like. I think this will grow on me. But the problem is, it may grow on me. But will I go back and watch it? I mean, it's three hours. This is a really long movie. Yeah. And I saw two three-hour movies within a week. I saw Drive My Car to Theater. Fucking compelling and amazing. Loved it. And then I saw Bat the Batman. And I, I was like. Yeah, I said I said the same thing. I'm unlikely to want to go back to watch it again anytime soon. Um, and I went so far as to say I'd, I'm probably more likely to go rewatch the five hour Justice League that came out last year because I watched <laughs> that once and I was like, OK, Not that me. was like better than the first version or the second version or however many versions they made. So it's at least interesting in like a comparison kind of way. Um, also, breaking news, Deshaun Watson will not face criminal charges. Uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, I can't say, but um, weird. It's, what do you think I'll... of? Yeah. Well, you know what? I want to talk about football trades and stuff, but I need to bring the sports anomaly back in a real way. So we're going to do it then. All right. That's been our podcast. Uh, what? Oh, tell us something to watch. Um, Fresh on Hulu is Sebastian Stan. Oh, oh I love that dude. Uh, I'm going to say Severance on Apple TV. The, just watch here's what i'll say about that watch the first five minutes if you're not fascinated and compelled okay okay you have no solar heart um all right jeff thanks so much we've got two podcasts this will be the second of two that we're posting i didn't know where to find the other one and uh wild that uh just, julie enjoyed us the audio laugh. back to back make one episode oh, shit that'll fucking blow people away <laughs> that'll blow people away jeff it'll blow people away all right we'll have the we'll macaroni flying out of their butt uh, Magrody will be flying into it out of their butt. It'll be like uh, that uh, Miranda July movie with the It Doesn't Matter. Bye. Bye.